Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to another episode of Mixed Up with Mary and Monty. I am Monty. And I am Mary. Mary, welcome to the day. Welcome to your face. <laughs> <laughs> Happy Mary, Sunday. Mary, what's, what's going on? Um, let's see. So this is a strange year. We get an extra day. It's That's leap right. year. That's uh, right. So we get a bonus day tomorrow, the 29th, which I think is unique and that's, fun. That's a, an amazing factoid. <laughs> However. It happens every four I'm, years. I'm asking you, what is going on? Oh, in the world? Because everyone's dying. Oh, yeah. It's been a weird year. It's been very um, emotional. Yeah. I mean, last time we got together, we were talking about the best of 2015, and we were talking about Bowie. Yeah. And then uh, with the new album coming out that January on his birthday, and then two days later, we lose David Bowie, and it's just... It's awful. I haven't taken that, the like any Bowie out of my car player since I saw then. that you, uh, you had Hunky Dory. Yeah, they yeah. just reissued a bunch of this stuff. Uh, well, not a, not all of it, but the first five, no, I'm sorry, first six albums yeah. from Bowie were just reissued on vinyl on Friday. And then, of course, I finally got a hold of my Black Star on vinyl cause, because that album, because it's just, you know, it, it was a genuine, you know, when people come out, when, when artists pass away, everybody wants to hear their music. And so with the new album, it was very strange because everybody wanted it already and then double that and everybody just wants it as a piece to remember him by oh yeah it was really upsetting um i I did go out and i drank that night like and danced to david bowie with my friends and it was they had that it was nice and and difficult all at the same time because he's such a wonderful person but to go out and interact with people and dance and tell our stories about how much what our first david bowie Mm -hmm. was why we love him and it was nice it was being among yeah. My people. <laughs> it was so. it was weird because I, I still think he's still very relevant. Yes. Like every yeah. in, in everyday music. Yes. So for me, like yeah. it almost felt like he was like it was just like a joke. Like he was me still too. here. Yeah. Everything was still going on. It, yeah. it, I think it's going to take a little bit longer for me to process. Well, I did get very upset because I was up that night. I was up at midnight and they posted oh, yeah. about the news and I sent you that text. Yep. I said, I, what did I say? I said, like, my ears are ringing or yeah. my heart is racing heart is and I don't racing, want yep. it to be real. Mm-hmm. And it was just, and so I was up till two in the morning just like thinking about everything. And it's so strange. I know that sounds probably weird to some people, but to us and that take music and film so to heart and what it means to us when we lose someone, an artist like that, mm-hmm. it, it really affects me and oh, affects yeah. you. And we all have that artist that's changed. And David Bowie is a person that you don't even realize how much he affected you. Yeah. Until Until, you go backwards and go, oh, my God, that's like every part of my life. There was a phase or a moment. That was the process I went through with it. Like, I I started to really think, like, okay, these guys aren't going to be with us forever. Right. It's time to start realizing that. Right. So I started looking into concerts, and I'm like, okay, who haven't I seen (laughs) that has been around forever? You know, mm-hmm. and who like who should I go see? Like yes. Costello's in concert yep. coming up. You should always go see Elvis yeah. Costello if you get yeah. the chance. <laughs> I've yeah. never have. I've never seen him live. So <laughs> yeah, he's great. That's one of the ones I'm, I'm looking <clears throat> to go get. So yeah, I, and Lemmy. I mean, I don't. I can't remember if we talked about Lemmy. When we, we mentioned, we mentioned him. One. We did talk yeah. about him because he uh, he had just died like a week before. Yeah, at Christmas yeah. time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's a strange thing too. Like Lemmy dies within a day of his birthday, and then. Bowie dies within two days of his birthday. And I always, in the, like, I've said it before, but I always wish, and it sounds morbid, but I kind of wish that I die on my birthday. Mm-hmm. 
because it feels like a clean slate. <laughs> it feels like circle complete. Yep. So there's something also very, when you know your time is here, and which Bowie very much did. Yeah. You know, he prepped us all for that. Yep. In an odd way, but a beautiful way. And it's like, what better way to go out? Like, here's a beautiful piece of, of work. Yeah. And thank you, and you're welcome all Definitely. at the same time. So. So, not to be morbid at all about the situation, <laughs> but I, uh, I've kind of put together like a list of kind of people that we've lost. Hmm. Uh, Harper Lee, author yes. of To Kill a Mockingbird. Um, Abe Vigoda, who kind of became a pop culture phenomenon. Yeah, because like, Abe Vigoda lives. Yeah, Abe he outlived lives. everybody. But people forget that he's Tezio from Godfather. From Godfather. I mean, yeah, I always knew him as Fish. Like I remember when yeah. I was a kid watching Barney Miller, which Barney is probably Miller, weird yeah. for a kid to watch, but, but. Yes, and of course the Godfather role. Yep, Angus Scrim, the uh, tall man from Phantasm. Oh yeah. Yeah, he passed away recently, and then this one really hurt. Alan Rickman. Yeah, that. Hans was... Gruber from Die Hard. Snape from Harry Potter. What's your favorite Alan Rickman movie? Uh, well, the I had a crush on Hans Gruber. Oh like, yeah. You know, Die Hard is incredible, and he's so perfect in that role. It's kind of hard to, to think that anybody know. would overshadow Bruce Willis in that role. But <laughs> right. I, when I left watching Die Hard, I remembered Rickman mm-hmm. for the role he played. Yeah. And I yeah. I remembered him too because I I was a big Robin Hood fan as well. Yes. Too. Well, I was going to say that was my yep. introduction to him. You know, the, I will take your I will eat your heart with a spoon. A spoon. You know. <laughs> <laughs> it's ridiculous. So. But Truly Madly Deeply is incredible. Oh, it's a beautiful you know, it's movie. Like, and then, of course, I'm a huge Harry Potter fan and Snape. Yep. Snape, I always gravitate towards the characters that have an edge or a darkness to them. You know, that's mm-hmm. that incredible Hulk thing. Um, Snape is a very complex yeah. character, and he's played so well, you mm-hmm. know, in his voice and his beauty, you know, between... Alan Rickman and Gary Oldman, I had a huge crush. It was like a fight between yeah. the two of those guys, you know. At the time, I always associate them yeah, very much so. But they um, uh, truly, madly, deeply, I mentioned, but love actually. Yeah. I love that part. I'm, I, I'm a huge fan of uh, Dogma. Oh, my God. And him is uh, yes. Metatron from Dogma. Yes. I loved it. And you mentioned uh, truly, madly, deeply, I think, is a is a really beautiful, beautiful. Yeah. Like, they do that great song in there as well, too. The, uh, yep. A little cover of a song in that movie. Um, he played uh, Hilly Crystal, the owner of CDGB's in New York. Uh, starting point for film, the Ramones, yeah. Patti Smith, Talking Heads. Mm-hmm. Um, he was really good in that too. Like it, the, the film is out. is a little kind of rickety, but he <laughs> is really really solid in there. Um, on the music side, we've lost uh, Maurice White from Earth, Wind, yeah. and Fire. That's uh, a, that's a- that's another band where you're like, oh my God, my life has been defined by this in the background. Even if you didn't go out and buy all the Earth, Wind, and Fire, like every wedding you've gone to, yep. when you turn on the radio on a Saturday afternoon, I you just know. played September a mm-hmm. few weeks ago. That's right. And yeah. watch any movie. Mm-hmm. It's time to wrap up our movie. Let's go have a barbecue and play September <laughs> at the end. Exactly. Uh, we lost Paul Kantner from the Jefferson yep. Airplane, uh, Glenn Fry from yeah, the Eagles. Was, uh, um, um, Denise Matthews, aka Vanity yes. from Vanity Six, yeah. protege to Prince for a long time, before Apollonia yes. took over. Yeah. But uh, I mean, she also was a film star. She was in yep. Action Jackson. Yep. And she was in The Last Dragon, which is one of my favorite like 
kind of cultish kind of films from the eighties. Um, and then of course we, we, we lost Bowie, but you yeah. know, I, I think, uh, I don't know if any of these people would want a bonus day to their life, but I think it, that's the way I kind of thought about it with this. Like, yeah. bonus song, bonus day is the name of our podcast today. Uh, so with all these people that we lost, we, we'd love to have them for another day, but... Just for one more day. Just for one more day. <laughs> like, but we could be a hero. A we lot, could be heroes just for one just day. For one, yeah. <laughs> but we'll always have their music, and I think that's what, when it comes down to art, we are so lucky to have the films, the music, yeah. the words that these people have had forever. Yeah. And that's where I, I my my love for Bowie came along with is I just started album listening. I was posting it on Facebook, just throwing albums on like after another, just mm-hmm. every Bowie album. Yeah. And to hear like Miles dancing around in the room to it or, you know, just to see that yeah, it's still relevant. Yeah, it still gets people the of feelings course. they want. So Yeah. And that's so, the thing, I mean, for the other thing I will say about Bowie is the film side. You know, Basquiat is one of my favorite films, and yep. Labyrinth, of course, is a cult classic and a favorite among yep. so many people. But um, so many other films. The though. Hunger. You know, The Hunger. I love the Hunger. Um, what's the uh, Mister? What's the Christmas Mister or something at Christmas? Uh, Merry Christmas, Mister Lawrence. Thank you. Yep. That one. Um, <laughs> just so many. Yeah. You know that it pops up and. But they may but, be gone, but will always be remembered for their art. So I will. I just need to add, add one more thing, yep. though. The strange thing that's been happening this year with so many people passing, but on my personal side, I've had four or five friends have a baby, including yeah. our mm-hmm. friend Jeremy. Who, our friend Jeremy. So He's not here today. Congratulations to Jeremy and the baby. So yep, Jeremy is Such taking is life, care of his you know? little boy. That's how so. it goes. One in, one out. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> so... But seriously, five babies in the last two to three weeks. So congratulations yep. to all my friends that have had babies. And Definitely. They'll grow up to be the next Bowie. And That's right. That's right. And whoever gets the next Lemmy, I'm sorry. Because <laughs> you're in trouble. Sorry. <laughs> and the next Glenn Fry is going to be like yes, coming out asking for, the, for... Let's hope for the good ones. <laughs> the ones who didn't have such a rough Well, they're road. still fucking good ones, yeah. that's for sure. But they're just going to have a little bit more to handle. <laughs> <laughs> so. so it's the end of February, everybody, and as Mary mentioned, it's leap year, so we get an extra day. Uh, do people celebrate like leap year? No, I always well, know. Well, there's it is that like... weird Irish thing. Oh, that that's Irish, right. you yeah. know. Well, somewhere on the 29th, women ask men to marry them. Yep. Because it's uncommon, but it is 2016, so I don't think that's really relevant anymore. <laughs> but I did always want to be born on leap year day because yeah. I think that would be cool. So that you could be. So I could be the 16, 16 right now. Yeah. <laughs> um, With when all I was this a, experience and knowledge. When I was a kid, uh, our school used to do a leap year party. Uh, everyone was supposed to wear green and they hopped around all day long. Oh, of course. That yes. was the leap year yeah. celebration. But this is America, Mary. You know, I mean, <laughs> we don't need much reason to celebrate. But maybe I'm too old or maybe I just never paid attention. But it'd be interesting to look to see, like, on, on leap year, who's partying, like, <laughs> where is there a party at because like i mean you look at like saint patrick's day for instance oh my god yeah everybody does right. something for saint patrick's day like you figure like this is a good excuse like we got an extra day come out for happy hour <laughs> it's a monday though some. yeah it is a that's monday. the bummer but i think uh well it's a planetary holiday yeah. it is based on a different thing you know nobody's nobody knows how to I wonder, actually, I wonder in church if they're like, no, that's a big bang thing. We can't celebrate leap year. <laughs> <laughs> it revolves around, anyway, sorry. 
So Tangent. with this extra day, we decided to take a look at our favorite B-sides and bonus songs. So without further ado, let's get this party started. Ladies yeah. first. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So surprise, surprise. Um, I picked a band, which actually the amount of B-sides and covers that they've had throughout their career is pretty incredible. It's a band that loves other bands. So they do a bunch of covers as the B-sides, including originals, but this is a twofer where it's a B-side and a cover. So it's the Mighty Foo Fighters doing Darling Nikki. Nice. Which had a long, you know, they put it out as a B-side, didn't expect it to do anything, which is the typical thing about a B-side, you know, that it's a lesser track for the most part, but depends on the artist and the band because if they do a great job which they usually do yeah (laughs) if they're putting it on wax if they're recording it it has merit but it has a little less merit than the hit single yes i suppose to whoever is counting those things but anyway so darling nikki by prince they were in litigation for a while because they wanted to release it for so long and prince was like nope sorry that's my song you can't release it so it never made it onto anything except for the single until it made it onto uh, like a greatest hits bootleg kind of yeah. thing. So so it's only been on a B-side, which I think is pretty yeah. pure yeah, <laughs> to start with. And everybody loves this song. Yeah, I definitely. think this rendition, everybody's, they, used, they played it on the radio all the time and people yeah. are very familiar with it. Oh, yeah. And so I kind of went out the gates with some people I was doing Perfect. She had so many devices, everything that money could buy. She said, sign your name on the dotted line. The lights went out, and Nikki started to grind. Castle started spinning on, maybe it was my brain. I can't tell you what you did. But she'll shout up, shout up, show you how to grind Woke up the next morning, Nikki wasn't there Darling Nikki, everybody, I don't know if you know this, but that song is about getting busy, get freaky <laughs> Uh, if they've seen Purple Rain, they know it's about. Yes. So. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So I went to my childhood, as usual. When Wu-Tang started out as a kid, I was in junior high sneaking albums around my strict parents who didn't like the explicit lyrics logo on any rap album. Hmm. I would buy singles all the time. And when Protect Your Neck came out on Yo! MTV Raps, I had to get it. Came home, listened to Protect Your Neck like a hundred times. <laughs> Decided to see what was on the other side of the cassette. And that was the end. Who was Method Man? And how could we become best friends? <laughs> it's an amazing track off, I think, one of the greatest albums ever, but it started as a B-side. Nice. Uh, this is Method Man by Wu-Tang off of their single for Protect Your Neck. Get your white house, get your mouth, get 
Here I am, the Method Man. I think Patty uh, Kick, Patty Kick. Hey, the Method Man. <laughs> He's really into Patty Cake. I love it. That's a really good introduction to an artist too. Like the, that's the one of the cool things about Wu Tang Clan is that they are a clan and that they like, they always balanced it really well among all members. Oh yeah. So it's like a really cool introduction. Especially on to him. those first albums. Now mm-hmm. they fight. Well, now yeah. they now everybody wants the first lead-off track. Everybody wants the last track. People don't think they're getting enough play on a song. Oh, they want to yeah. see lyrics before the albums come out because they don't want to be done up in the verse before that. When they started off, they were so much better because they didn't care. That's true. That's kind of I. Oh, did I tell you I watched Straight Outta Compton? Oh, I finally saw it's it. Phenomenal. Speaking isn't it? of that whole like dynamic oh, yeah. of hip-hop groups, because there are so few because of the. Like, I guess that's probably why, yeah. because ego is egos, so yeah. prevalent. Mm-hmm. Like, even like <laughs> I Outkast. I mean, it, you can't help it. Outkast, they come right? back together for albums, but they go out and do their own thing. And yeah, it's so funny to see, like, how they progress now. Like, when you get an Outkast album, you'll get, like, one song that sounds like Big Boy and yeah. then one song that sounds like uh, Andre 3000. Well, I suppose this is a really good segue into what I'm going to talk about, the Beatles. This because is a perfect segue. <laughs> <laughs> How many egos can you fit in one band, right? And That's right. Be, uh, <laughs> and it'd be balanced out, which it, I think with the Beatles is a little bit more balanced out, but eventually we know what happens. And, yep. And I did always have this uncanny skill because I forget that people don't have an ear, but it's like, hey, is that a Paul song or a John song, you know? Yeah. I mean, we always know it's John or, or a a Ringo or George song, you always know that. But, oh, yeah. Easily identified. But, but John and Paul, they go so closely over each other. that. So this example of the song that I chose, it's the Beatles' Rain, is a really good example of both of them. Um, Rain is absolutely one of my favorite songs from them. I would say top ten, and I know I've said that before, so mm-hmm. we better go back. How many episodes? Fifteen? Probably. I've probably hit 16, my... Sixteen, this is sixteen. Oh, yeah, I should probably stop saying top ten. I'll say top fifteen. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I can make some room. Anyway, so this was a B-side to Paperback Writer. And the thing about the Beatles is that there was no, um, no B-side that was a typical B-side. You know, mm-hmm. they were all fantastic. And this one in particular, they stopped touring at this point. It was from Revolver. And they started doing videos. So I always say it's like the beginning of the, the music video that Rain is, to me anyway. Yeah. Because they would record it and then send it out as the media across the world because people weren't able to see them live anymore. And they were just in the studio most of the time at this point. So it's kind of got a cool twofer thing. And, of course, it's the uh, introduction of the backwards yep. lyrics, mm-hmm. you know, Nira, Nira, yep. <laughs> which is so John Lennon. And as we go forward that becomes more and more his style of messing with things. And then 
that actually, just as I mentioned it, uh, going into Sergeant Pepper's a year later, the in-groove. I wanted to talk about the in-groove, too, yep. of, uh, of Sergeant Pepper, because to me that's a hidden track, and oh, that's yeah. a bonus, and that's really, really cool. And it was like, I mean, I've never... I had never experienced something that told me that you were done with the record, you need to flip it over, mm-hmm. you know, which is really yep. cool. So that's kind of another awesome factor about this one. It's Very <laughs> So anyway, here's Rain. Bruce Springsteen concert coming up with me. <laughs> you should really hear the background <laughs> when the song's playing, what we talk about, and he really wants to elevate it and piss me off. <laughs> so I hope uh, your new song or your next song is not Bruce Springsteen. Okay. So going on to the next song, we've had this group on here before. Uh, Fever to Tell was a seminal album for the Yeah, Yeah, Yeahs. Karen O made a strong statement as one of the fiercest front women in some time, and the band was skyrocketing off of that album. Uh, Poor Song is a hidden track coming after Modern Romance, the last track on that album. It's subtle, it's quiet, displays the band at their most subdued and personal, but is also a great counterpoint for the rest of that album, because that album is very personal. I almost chose that one. That's that's on my secondary page of notes, because it's so good. Oh, I love it. So here is uh, uh, off of Modern War Romance from the group The Yeah, Yeah, Yeahs. I'm sorry. I, I totally said that wrong. <laughs> off of Fever to Tell by The Yeah, Yeah, Yeahs. Off of the final track, Modern Romance. Move it up to the five minute Kay. and you'll find yourself on Poor Song. Okay. All right. Good to know. Good to A little know. little insider uh, info. What was that? A little insider info there. A little yeah. insider info. <laughs> What's in front of me? That's you. Well, I've been dragged all over the place. I've taken his time, just don't rest. And baby, I can see. say all kinds of things that 
So Monty and I were talking about how in this age now of digital, not to say that CDs aren't prevalent still and a lot of people don't love them, but with digital, like, where are the hidden tracks? There are no hidden yep. tracks. Like, they, they just, just give them to you. Yep. And they say this is your bonus song. So bonus. we have the uh, yet another weird generational difference, I suppose, on how fast technology is going in different formats and things that you and I had to work for it, yep. you know? On the CD, and then like thinking about how CDs to us were like, holy shit, you can put, you can do that, you can like make yep. it go to track ninety nine, and then get a scream, yep, exactly. <laughs> you know, yep. or some other bonus, and it was just so cool because you're like, I don't know about you, but did you think that your CD player was broken or skipping? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah I thought I ruined it. <laughs> Something like, was wrong with it. Oh my god, I broke is it. Is this defective, or yep. is this? Did I break it? Yep. <laughs> so. People are going to laugh at me. This makes me feel really old, but I actually have a CD player still, yeah. like a portable Sony CD player, and uh, it plugs in and everything, and nice. it's not hooked up over here because I like to keep it transporting. Like yes. If I, uh, I used to have a car that didn't have a CD player. Oh, God. Yeah. yeah. So That was rough, huh? It was rough. <laughs> Tape adapter. Well, yeah, I mean, I play CDs all day long mm-hmm. for the most part. I mean, it's kind of a... I'll say it's a 70-30 split on what yeah. I listen to, but it's because it, you get like you're doing it in the work environment, uh-huh. so yeah, it'd and we be share annoying. too. It'd be annoying to be like, okay, it's your turn to flip it. <laughs> well, we go, flip the record. We play flip the, the we record. listen to records and tapes occasionally, but records more. Was CDs that really the most. only twenty-five minutes? <laughs> <laughs> I was just up. <laughs> Why did we put the record player so far away? I think that's why people were thinner before, too, because they had to work more for their music. Oh, yeah. So there you oh, go. Yeah. <laughs> These young kids today won't know how far we had to walk in the snow to get our albums right? and our bonus content. <laughs> so going Uphill back. both directions. <laughs> going back in history, this is a release from 1994. So, oh, yeah. Um, I don't know about you, but I had it on cassette and CD. I had a cassette first. Yeah, cassette first. And so we didn't know about the bonus, the hidden track yet, because nope. it was cassette. And yep. So you get the CD, and it's uh, at the very end, and it's comical. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> I didn't know that it w- that it was a bonus track. I thought it was a new album, like a, a new song off a new album. Oh, because it so, was so different yeah. from the whole album. Yeah. What I'm talking about is Green Day, All By Myself, which is the very, very, very last bonus hidden track to Dookie. Mm-hmm. Um, it's funny, like you said, you know, all by myself. It's Trey Cool talking about masturbation, which yep. is a theme throughout the songs I'm picking, maybe. <laughs> 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 anyway, <laughs> didn't realize it till I just said it. So uh, it is, let me see, is it 140 after? Oh, so FOD is the last song. Yep. Followed by All by Myself, which starts four minutes and seven seconds after that. I was alone I was all by myself No one was looking I was thinking of you Oh yeah, did I mention I was all by myself All by myself All by myself 
all by myself. I went to your house. all by myself you and me have such wonderful times when I'm all by myself all by myself we listened to the whole thing that's beautiful I was all by myself <laughs> yeah we were talking about how it's like Sesame Street but about a different kind of topic Okay. They are the best band on late night television, but before they were telling jokes with Jimmy Fallon, they were a consistently impressive hip-hop group known for their amazing arrangements and socially conscious rhymes. Phrenology is a terrific album, but one of the best songs of the album is the hidden track Rhymes in Ammo, featuring one of Talib Kweli's best cameo appearances. Rhymes in Ammo is the band doing what they have always done best. Here is the roots, rhymes and ammo, hidden track off of the album. You in a swamp kick and took a lost kid. I hold the engineer for hostage and spit from a dirty cartridge. It's out for whoever tried to front on thought shit. I'm sending them goons to your mom's apartment. Yo, when I say bump that, y'all say shit up. Bump that shit up. Bump that shit up. When I say stand up, y'all say get up. Stand up. Get up. Come on stand up. Get up. When I say rise up, y'all say now. Rise up now. Rise up now. When I say lick a shot, say plow. Lick a shot. Countries at war, little kids cry, rape, God damn it. The ghetto is the planet of the apes. Massive meltdown, bringing the red tape. To send the block shoes at the bottom of the lake. I'm from the city of sin, the state of the art. Use a notebook and a pen for making a mark. I love the game. Club a lane, hit him with the gutter slang. Y'all brothers the same, but I'm another thing. The track bang like your baby mother, very horny. To put it in yard chumps, she's so corny. My name, black thought the one person army. All the intellectuals in the thugs adore me. My lyrical range from complex to strange is wrecking your brain when the rhyme text to change. Hip hop fiends tapping they on to catch a vein. MCs scared to death, wishing I never came. Hey, yo, when I say pump that, y'all say Questlove. Quest I want to hang out with that guy. Have you read Questlove's books? No, but I've been told God, I have to. Good. Yeah, that they're just amazing. So They're so good. He has a. Uh, he He's is, got a big brain. Teaches classes, does all of his cool stuff, and then like Anthony Bourdain hangs out with him every yep. once in a while. And then yeah, he told his great amazing. story about how he was asked to be a DJ at Prince's a, pr- a Prince party. Oh, I've heard yeah, about you heard this. Heard that one? Yes. And uh, he went up there and was trying to play all these uh, all these albums, and no one like Prince came up and said, "Don't play that." <laughs> and then finally said, "Let's get someone else up here." And he got kicked out of a Prince <laughs> being a Prince DJ. He's such a bad DJ, I guess. According to Prince, but according to Prince, they should have had him play drums up there. <clears throat> that would have been pretty awesome. Uh, okay, so this next song, Monty, just reminded me that this is the third time that we've chosen this song for a mixed up with Mary and Monty. Yep. So at some point, people, you're gonna have to email me, <laughs> text me, or call me and say, "Stop playing that fucking song." <laughs> you're gonna pick that for everything. You'll never hear that if we from do, me. Well, actually, if we do one more theme, if we did like a color theme, oh, I could use that yeah. one. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> totally be on it. Warning. You Warning. might have one more time on this song, listeners. Uh, this is Pearl Jam, Yellow Lead Better, which was the B-side to Jeremy, 
which is my least favorite song, by the way. Really? Pearl Jam. Yeah, oh, Jeremy wow. is not. It's like, how many times can you fucking hear that in your life? And I is it because? And I know but is it it's, because, it's because you've heard I've it so heard many it times? too okay. many times. I met my quota and then some. Yeah. So anyway, I want to go on to the positive, the okay. B side. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> and this was Yellow Lead Better. Um, I talked about this before when we talked about the live versions. The cool thing about this was that the B-side I had was recorded at Mesa Amphitheater, mm-hmm. and I knew somebody who had gone to that show, and it's just really cool. And uh, I've talked about the song before, so I'm just going to let it play as one of the best B-sides we've ever had. I agree. We're back. <laughs> I think you can do some real original and different things with a B-side or hidden track. Maybe something that doesn't quite fit on the album tone-wise or something that signals where the creative tempo may be going or was going mm-hmm. for the album. Other times, it's simple self-indulgence. Goofy and ridiculous self-indulgence. In the case of... In the case of Corn. <laughs> who the invited corn? <laughs> who invited Cheech Marin back to recreate the song "Earache My Eye" from Up in Smoke, giving the song oh, the corn heavy bass treatment. It's comic relief for an album that dealt with hefty, hefty subject matter. Was it on issues? It was on. Um, no, it was on Follow the Leader. It was on Follow the Eater. The Leader. Follow the Eater. Follow the Eater. <laughs> Corn, I'm hungry. Yep. That's all Follow that the Eater. That's oh all my that God, says. that's I'm perfect. I'm so hungry. <laughs> so here is uh, Earache My Eye. <laughs> it's like Dr. My Eye. <laughs> Dr. My Eye. It's Jackson and, uh, Brown on this too with Chichin <laughs> Chung. <laughs> this is the final track. Uh, my Gift to You is the final track. And this comes uh, pretty late in the... 15 minute long track time. So, here
My mama took a demon trying to tell me how to live. <laughs> I texted Mary like about six days ago and I just wrote, my mama talked to me trying to tell me how to live in like the most like text straightforward thing. Nothing. Just crickets. <laughs> how do you even respond to that? Like, I'm like, okay, he's either having mother issues and I don't want to get involved. Or he's Nothing. quoting something. And then I was like, maybe I should copy and paste and Google it just for a reference. And then I totally didn't because I just. I was waiting for something I back. Printed I printed it out. Nothing, just <laughs> took crickets. a screenshot of it. I said, well, okay, I'll just wait till uh, we get to play it then. <laughs> Oh, Monty, that was a good one. Thank you. Cut me in the bathroom <clears throat> with the pair of pantyhose. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, so okay. <laughs> I can't take my eyes off of this <laughs> subject. <laughs> so this next one, Monty was generous enough to give it to me because I chose it, and then he gave it back to me without even me realizing (laughs) but he always loves lauren hill so i know it's going to be a fight and i kind of like taking it from you to be honest and then i'll give you this one but (laughs) if it was anybody else (laughs) so it's lauren hill can't take my eyes off of you which as we were talking about in the break here was a hidden track on the miseducation of lauren hill it's an incredible cover you know it's it's funny that i keep doing these like doubles I got Darling Nikki cover and then Can't Take My Eyes Off of You cover. So, yep, Frankie Valley. But to me, I think about Roberta Flack. Oh, yeah, yep. Because mm-hmm. that's probably the way Lauren Hill probably experienced mm-hmm. it first, I'm guessing. I don't know. Yep. I'll, I'll call her. Call her. I'll call, <laughs> I'll call her. I'll call Tyrone first and then I'll call, <laughs> I'll call Lauren Tyrone Hill first. and then we'll have a big party. So. Anyway, so but make sure um, you call Jim James and then Tyrone. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yes. But what was your point that uh, can't take my eyes off of you also led into another bonus? Oh yeah, it led track. into it was, uh, a, tell a live em. version tell em. Yeah. So yeah. that's pretty cool. I mean, that's that. n- and that's 1998. I suppose like hidden tracks and things. Like we said, we haven't really found any lately. Nope. I'm, I'm sure they're happening, but it just was more prevalent. Like, don't give up. So, yep. Anyway, here's Lauren Hill. Good choice. Thank you. My next one. You chose it too. (laughs) I did. Good pick. (laughs) Summer Teeth was an album I discovered while in college my freshman year. I listened to this album a lot and really loved the hidden song after a 23-second lapse of silence. Candy Floss. Mm. It's upbeat and has an Elvis Costello vibe. 
I guess it's uh, hard to call one a hidden song because it didn't require much to find. <laughs> Just wait for the song to end. Like, like I waited a whole 15 <laughs> seconds and it was right there. <laughs> anyway, you cut it, it's still Wilco and it's still good. So here's Candy Floss <laughs> coming out for a summer. Oh. Plus like, squeeze. Where's the, where's the janitor with it? immense <laughs> amounts of knowledge? <laughs> or the the groundskeeper who will tell you, uh, like, he's deep down inside, he's like the guardian angel, right? And that's what it feels like. Okay, you've got a whole story. That I was do. That was something. Um, okay, so speaking of hidden tracks from a long time ago, back in ye old 90s, <laughs> this one, there's a different story that I probably shouldn't say in public or out loud as to how I found this song. So I won't say it. Beautiful. But <laughs> I will say that there was a lunch hour, you know, when like you're in high school. I'll find out during the break. <laughs> <laughs> you know, when you're in high school and by the time you're a senior, you get an extra hour off. Gotcha. <clears throat> in that extra hour off, we went to a friend's house and we listened to Tool's Undertow album. Yep. And we listened to the whole thing. Yep. And just sat there afterwards. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, some creepy fucking shit starts happening. We're like, "What? What is that? <laughs> what is? What do you? What do you? Do you guys hear that?" <laughs> there was some paranoia going on. So if that yeah. leads you to believe, you guys were. Yeah. I mean, you guys were high on life, probably. <laughs> yeah, we were right? totally. You know? Yeah, we were like, we're seniors. Just a whole year, like only half a year ahead of us. <laughs> thank you, Monty. Oh. That was that was smooth. Yes, thank you for saving me on that one. But anyway. Um, if I was there, I'd just be annoyed because I know I'd have to go home and cut some weed. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah do dad's. some la- landscaping. Do some landscaping. <laughs> That's what I'd be upset about. Uh, anyway, <laughs> so it's the last song on Undertow, and it skips through, and then you hit track number 69. Yep. Because that's so tool. So tool. <laughs> and it's called Disgustipated, which I didn't know until... Like before we started this, like five minutes before I looked up the title, <laughs> before we started recording, because to me I called it the Harvest Song. The Harvest Song, yeah. Yeah, so that shows you that I'm not, <laughs> I think, the biggest Tool fan. But anyway, um, <clears throat> in reading some notes about the song, this is a phone message. The te- like the for them it is Harvest Day. I-, I always thought it was cool because it was like these carrots have feelings. The rabbits have feelings, you know, <laughs> to them it is harvest day. It's just very dark and weird and biblical. But so this was left by 
Maynard's landlord as a phone message. Yeah. Credits on the album read, phone message, Bill the Landlord. (laughs) So, at number two... (laughs) Can't even get it out. Number 69, dude. 69, dude. <laughs> Go ahead, Monty, play the song. Can you hear the lambs? <laughs> That's the worst, <laughs> the worst Hannibal Lecter okay. impersonation ever. <laughs> that was uh, something. That is for sure. Um, but okay, so Bill the landlord is yep. Bill Hicks. No way. Yep. Yeah, because this was because yeah. they loved him so much, you know. Yeah. And then of course it turns into. They have his voice recorded, and once you go back and listen again, you're like, "Oh, yep, Bill oh, Hicks." Hicks. Oh, yep. Nah. Wow. <laughs> and then, of course, going into Anima for yep. the next album, Arizona Bay, and everything that is awesomely awesome. Bill Hicks. Yep. So, um, I have no idea what no no way how like I don't know how I'm gonna segue from that. <laughs> how can you? <laughs> no. This is when you should have no. played corn. <laughs> I know. I should. Does Slayer have a hidden song on an album? Oh, <laughs> I don't know. Anyways, I'm a big fan of the National. Uh, they have this weirdly calming quality for me. Mm-hmm. I think it comes from Matt Berninger's Matt's voice. voice yeah. Soft and sinking voice, kind of. And deep. And, yep. Yeah. Uh, Santa Clara was a B-side coming off of the single release of Mistaken for Strangers. It's uh, the band exemplifying their sound at this point, and uh, I think for a B-side to have such kind of a a personal feeling like it does in Santa Clara. Uh, It really does give the band like a real like solid identity for like, Mm -hmm. this is what our album is, but this B-side is really like, this is kind of who we are. are. Mm -hmm. So here's Santa Clara. I will settle in and dream of a slow and funny scene. I will settle in Watch them rolling by I will settle in and dream Cause it's alright, alright To see a ghost And I wanna see them go Down in the river where they go And I wanna see them rolling, rolling by Gonna run to the river 
love that song. I want to hang out with that guy. So do I. I want to drink bourbon and smoke cigarettes and hear him sing and Just talk. give him an acoustic guitar. Yeah. Good question for you. Okay. okay. Take away the Beatles. Take away Foo Fighters. Because okay. I know those are going to be the go-to people. <laughs> you could have I'm someone so sit across from you for an evening of good food, good atmosphere, and they Alive give you a dead. guitar. Alive you give or them dead. a guitar. Who? Alive or dead. Alive. Okay. Go ahead. Who is it? They give me a guitar? No, they're, you're going <laughs> to give them a guitar, and they're going to play for you. Ah, fuck. Why do you do this to me, Monty? Um, I want to know. <laughs> What's your pick? Is it Matt? No. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe. Or is it Corn? The guy from Corn? It's Korn? Korn. It's Cheech yeah. Marin. Cheech <laughs> <laughs> Marin sings songs to me. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be pretty amazing. To be honest, to be honest, right now it'd probably be like Kamasi Washington with a guitar, though. No, I'd give them. I you would I'd give substitute. them the, their chosen the instrument. Chosen instrument. Okay, yeah. whatever they're affluent in. Yep. Uh, I don't know. Tom Petty seems pretty cool to hang out with. Like you see be now, like, but because he plays guitar and he would have really good weed. But Bob Dylan, I mean, <laughs> take it back. It'd be Bob Dylan totally. <laughs> Bob Dylan or Tom Waits? It'd be one uh, of those two. Yeah, I don't know. Tom Waits would make me fucking nervous. Like God. he would make me like. But he tells oh, great stories. Oh, though, oh man. I'm not denying that. Ooh. I think it would be incredible, but I think he would also make me very nervous. So I'd sit back and say, Tom, Tom Waits, sing, sing a story about my life. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, Rivers Cuomo, I really love yeah, him. Yeah. I think he'd be equally nerve-wracking to me. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, that's a really good question. There's so many. Um, yeah. I'd give you that to think about. Maybe Thank that'll you. be a podcast <clears throat> one. Our ten people, eight people to sit across Dinner with from. friends. Yeah, dinner with yeah, friends. Uh-huh. <laughs> well done. <laughs> Mixed um, up dinner. Go ahead and intro <laughs> your next one, All right. Man. This is my second to last song for the collection. Okay. Um, Monty's making my environment better right now and he's doing a dance. It's pretty cool. You guys should see it. <laughs> my second to last track is a song from The Clash, a song called Train in Vain, which is one of their biggest hits. So it's really interesting that the B side turned into such a major hit for them. And I do believe that anybody that's had a heartbreak knows and is very well versed in train in vain oh, lyrics yeah. and you i think everybody's had that moment where somebody said that they would be there for you for the rest of your days and they apparently nope say <laughs> you stand by your man <laughs> <laughs> that was like two days that was just two days <laughs> two days 10 years 16 20 days it just doesn't matter yep. this song is very uh very smart on how to handle something like that you know the train in vain and anyway it's just an incredible b-side like i didn't know this was a b-side because nope. at the time i was an infant growing up and then you realize you're like how is that possible yep so very Some. poppy it was very different from the clash at the time like it was very on the mix side for the pop song factor but so I suppose that's probably why it was a B-side, but anyway, here's the clash.
Good pick. Good we pick. talked about the movie factor too. That's pretty been used quite a few times. Oh yeah, so. everywhere. He made a lot of money. Probably, I wouldn't go as far as saying like the most identified song, but definitely one of their top five. Well, yeah. Again, it's not very clashy though. Yeah. Like London Calling is the clash. Mm-hmm. Train in Vain is like, who? Wait, where's wait, Joe Strummer? Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. But still good. Alrighty, Monty. My second to last song is a B-side to TV on the radio smash single Wolf Like Me. The horn influence things you can do. Two different songs on a single. That's the beauty to me of sing- of uh, B-sides. It provides an easy window into the band and provides an insight into how an insight into how and why they are making the decisions they are making. TV on the radio released this single in the UK in 2006. Uh, Things You Can Do uh, just has a different vibe than everything that was going on that album. The only thing that's consistent is the uh, vocals of uh, the smooth vocals of their lead singer. So here is Things You Can Do off of their single to Wolf Like Me. and name drop oh oh <laughs> but i have my little stories that you're the only one that cares about my little stories i love but, the stories. um we saw it must have been around that time actually 2006 i saw tv on the radio in vegas at uh i think it was the joint i think at card rock mm-hmm. yeah yeah and we were went to the show and we were just walking around and have you been to the hard mm-hmm. rock you know that center oh, yeah. bar mm-hmm. the circular center bar TV on the radio, hanging out at the bar. No way. So my friend Aaron and I, and I can't remember who else was with us. Anyway, we just go up there and we're like, start hanging out and talking to him. And it was one of the coolest things. That's awesome. <laughs> well, you haven't seen me around people. I have a very, uh, I don't know what happens to me. Something switches in my brain and I don't care at all. Like, I don't get nervous. I don't get anything. Yeah. Like, when I see somebody, like a band that I love or somebody, I just go right for it and was like hey how are you doing that was a really great show what's what's your mom doing <laughs> like <laughs> i don't know what happens to me i get all this confidence and that's awesome anyway it was really nice and they were super cool and nice. so it was right around that time because it was wolf like me like almost about to hit yeah and then yeah that's awesome anyway <laughs> that play, the joint and, and that hard rock the way <clears throat> the way it's set up i love that yeah. that whole setup i wish that they'd have that closer to the strip yeah. Um, well, that's my one but I liked it. Not I like that it's not by the strip. True. That's me because yeah. there's better parking and. Oh yeah. Yep. 
Anyway, but they've redone the whole place, and it's much bigger now, and it's mm-hmm. separate, so and there's another venue. But anyway, yeah, uh, Las Vegas on the radio. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's my TV on the radio uh, moment in life. These are just a few glimpses into the the life that Mary Mary leads. Okay, <laughs> she has. I forget too. It's so weird. many stories about just random encounters. <laughs> Just, you know, purposeful greetings with people. I mean, it's amazing. <laughs> I still think about, there's this one memory, thinking about, this is kind of separate, but Thurston Moore, seeing him at Coachella. Yeah. Because I thought, I saw him earlier in the day, and so I, like, went up to the guy, and it wasn't him. And oh. I was like, oh, that's weird. You look just like Thurston. And then fast forward, like, two or three hours later, and it's really Thurston over there. And I was like, so I just go up to him. I'm like, hey, how's it going? I thought I saw you earlier, but it wasn't you. It was really funny. And he was like okay friend <laughs> i just remember it being like anyway all right friend <laughs> what are you drinking <laughs> so here's my final song surprise surprise monty let me have two food fighters tracks <laughs> you let me hey, have it no you didn't really have a choice I when suppose. it comes to food fighters i mean I'd, wait i should probably I'd look at my object. uh <laughs> my notes on other things were there other b-sides for you that weren't yep. included that you want to mention I, uh, I only had one more one more listed i uh, I, I was pretty <clears throat> i came up with the ones i really like really pat pretty yeah. fast um the smiths uh how soon is now yeah that's a great one was one um that what was, was it a b-side for the b-side was for the oh crap i'm gonna forget i had it written down earlier <laughs> um, uh while you're looking that up in referencing uh, U2, The Sweetest Thing. Yep. I totally forgot about that being a B-side because it was an old song. It was an old B-side, and then they brought it back uh, early 2000s, late 90s, which I thought was pretty cool. And uh, what else? There was ACDC, Carry Me Home, I didn't know was a B-side. That was pretty cool. Fleetwood Mac, Silver Springs, which is an incredible song, and I can't believe... That that was a B-side? Because I thought Silver Springs was on Rumors. Rumors, But yeah. it wasn't, Mm-mm. which is crazy. Like, that was Silver when I came Springs across, being a B-side. Like, when I, I, I asked my parents mm-hmm. about it, like, I always try to ask them to see if they'll give me something. And my <laughs> dad goes, oh, uh, there's a, a Fleetwood Mac song. He goes, I can't remember what it is, but it's really good. Oh, like, good man. Oh. I like him. <laughs> how Soon Is Now is the B-side to William. It was really oh. nothing. How amazing is that? Yep. Uh, Uncle. Uncle, nice. Remember that track? Yeah. That Tired of Sleeping track? Mm-hmm. I did have Yeah, Yeah, Yeahs. Um, oh, I didn't talk about the in... I did talk about the in-group for Sgt. Pepper, but Her Majesty. Her Majesty. Her yep. Majesty is incredible. Um, uh, Dr. Dre. Bitches oh. Ain't Shit. Bitches Ain't Shit, <laughs> but Oh, shit. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. <laughs> that end track. Yep. Uh, the Libertines, France. Libertines, yep. Right. Uh, Kings Leon, Talahini Skies, which, crazy. I had a Radiohead talk show host. <clears throat> yeah, that's a good um, one. That's off of, uh, for the, it was on Romeo and Juliet, but it was a B-side as oh, well. Oh, yeah. Um, Booker T and the MGs, Green Onions. Green Onions is a B-side? Yep. Uh, no shit. Reverse track to Behave Yourself. How did I not know that? Yep. That's reverse, amazing. Reverse track to, and then uh, Unchained Melody. Ugh. Not a fan. What? No, no, Righteous not Brothers. 
I'm just what? not a fan of that song. That's the uh, to be retired list. Gotcha. <laughs> All right. <laughs> and on that note, let's go into our last song. Wait, and just uh, and <laughs> then Nirvana, endless oh, nameless. Yeah, yeah. That last track on Nevermind. So. What else did I have? There are a few Nirvana ones, right? Uh, not oh, well. B sides. Yeah. There's plenty of B sides like Moist Vagina. Mm-hmm. <laughs> There's that one. That's a great one. Starman. Yes, it is. Yeah. That's a great one. It's such a good rock and roll song. How about I Am the Walrus? You didn't put I Am the Walrus. I have that in my notes. Yes, as my. I just put Walrus. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I always tell, like, I'll always put a Beatles song on here, and then and then I'll realize, like, about halfway through, I'm like, oh, Mary will probably put that on here, so I'll take that off. <laughs> I have not had a, a Beatles or. A Beatles or a Foo Fighters song. Well, I take care I of that shit for you. Not had in a single track off of them just as solo artists either. One <laughs> Thanks. day. One day I'll get. <laughs> I'll something. let you in. <laughs> One day I'll let you. I in. I just figured you got it covered. That's well, the thing. I'm like, you gotta Mary do what will, you gotta do. <laughs> okay, I'm gonna go. I'm sorry. I just went on a tangent here of all my things. Actually, I'm not that sorry. Okay, so Foo Fighters. Very difficult choice for me to pick a B-side because I have so many singles from them with so many B-sides. And for a while there, I remember when I was working for BMG, RCA, I was like, I put together a, a mix of all the B-sides and you, you guys should have, you have to put this out. This is amazing. You have so much content for Foo Fighters B-sides mm-hmm. and their covers. And So fast forward to two years ago, finally. I yeah. get my dream come true. That's <laughs> it's right. the they, uh, I forgot about yeah, that. Yeah, the record store day piece. Yeah. So the one I looked for, like at like three different record stores, and never found one. Yeah, rare meat. Yeah, I looked everywhere for that. <laughs> that was like my one like it on went my fast. three because it I, went I, very fast. You know, yeah. you get your list of like ten, and I'm like, well, I'm not gonna get all these. Mm-hmm. But I need my top three. <laughs> so yeah, that was a doozy. So, um, but the one I chose is kind of strange, and I think. It was one of those songs where I had no idea who the song was by. I just thought it was really cool and really deep and dramatic and different and totally different from the style. And I like that because people won't expect it from Foo Fighters. So mm-hmm. I chose I'm in Love with a German Film Star, which is a B-side for Best of You. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> there were a few, actually, because I have so many different versions. Uh, Kiss the Bottle is a jawbreaker song that they did as well as the b-side but i chose i'm in love with the german phillips star by the passion so anyway i I can keep going all day so you better play the song Yeah. 
finish off this bonus day bonus song podcast 1994 everybody oasis was solidifying their name in america the b-side to the single whatever was the sadder song from noel gallagher half of the world away yet it also has a feeling of freedom amidst the loneliness that the song actually (laughs) is kind of the main theme this was mostly disregarded amidst much of their radio singles, but it's still getting some love, and it slowly moved its way into my top ten spots of uh, Oasis songs. I wow, think a lot of Oasis that's a fans. Bold statement. Yeah, yeah. And a lot of Oasis fans, I think, feel the same way. Maybe. Um, so here is. So is this a? This was a B side. This was a B side. <clears throat> to to which song again? To whatever. To whatever. Yep. Okay. Mm-hmm. And then did they put it out on a collection? They after put it that? out on that big double disc collection yeah. that they had. Stop uh, the clocks. Stop the clocks, that's it. Yeah, yeah, that was a great one. So here is half the world away. And when I leave this planet, you know I'd stay, but I just can't stand it. And I can feel the warning signs running around my mind. And if I could leave this spirit, I'll find me a hole and I'll I can feel the warning signs running around my mind. Here I go, I'm still scratching around in the same old home. My body feels young, but my mind is very old. So, what do you say? You can't give me. Hanging out with the Gallaghers <laughs> yep. and fist fights. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> Watching some football. <laughs> Watching, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Football. 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 And watching, and yeah, drinking all the Guinness and watching Drinking all the Guinness. <laughs> I can't believe that was a B-side, though. That's, yeah. like, incredible that it yeah. was such a wonderful one. So, good pick. Well, that's it, everybody. Enjoy your extra day of February. Of the year. Maybe start a tradition of having a leap year party <laughs> so you can invite your friends every four years to come to your party. That's not a bad idea. Not a bad idea. Yeah, you know? maybe I should just do it. You got four years to plan a big get. Right. You know, people will be ready for it. That's a good point. Yeah. Yeah. You got one day <laughs> to prepare this all. And invite us. <laughs> and on this extra day, I hope you spend it very well. Yes. And thinking about, you know, the people we've lost, but the people we've gained. That's right. I think that's the, the theme this year. Very much. That everything evens out. <laughs> We just and never forget the B side. Never. There's two sides yes, to every story, exactly. every person, everything. Yep. Turn that and album over. <laughs> stop listening to that song before you retire it, like we will one day. Um, enjoy the uh, wonderful uh, extra day, like Mary said. Uh, special announcement. I'm gonna make the announcement now. Ooh. Uh, drum roll. Drum roll. There's an event coming up in April here in Phoenix. It's called the Phoenix Film Festival. It runs from the 7th through the 14th. Miss Mary and I were asked to be part of the events this year. 
uh, we will be doing a live podcast. A live, live podcast. People. Live. Live. It's on... possible that I could throw up in front of people. <laughs> it's live. We'll show up. We'll, we'll show up first. <laughs> well, maybe. I, I think maybe. Maybe I'll show up. But then, uh, but then she may throw up. So you know, <laughs> you're in for that too. This will be April 10th, everybody. April 10th. It's a Sunday. I'm not exactly sure when the time will be, but we will be there discussing with some filmmakers at the event. Uh, in our format, in our film, or in, I'm sorry, in our music format, uh, the how pe- how these directors, how these creative peoples utilize music in their films. So we'll talk about compositions, we'll talk about contemporary songs and music, and we'll kind of discuss a little bit more uh, uh, intellectually mm-hmm. from some actual talent. I won't curse as much, basically. Mary can curse as much as she wants, but it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, but we'll be talking to these guys about their influences in their filmmaking and how yeah. film has influenced them. It should be a nice little event. We should have maybe two or three filmmakers who will be there to, to talk with us. You'll get a preview of their – or you'll get a, a glimpse of, uh, of, uh, of their them. Their creative style. And their process yeah. and how they as artists uh, are making and utilizing – film or i'm sorry mm-hmm. music and composition to accommodate their films so i advise you all to take a look at that i was, the event will be free uh you can just come into the big tent that's going to be there and we will be live podcasting you can uh, come and say hello meet us and uh um you'll realize that i am i am much less entertaining than i am on this on this here and mary <laughs> that's is not true really the social butterfly of the group <laughs> and i just sit there and that's not hang true. on to her wings so <laughs> Well, thank you for joining us, everybody. Thank you. Enjoy uh, enjoy the next few days. We're going to be back for one more in March, and then we'll have our April, mm-hmm. and then uh, we'll keep things rolling. So uh, thank you for joining us. I am Monty. And I am Mary. Have a good one. Bye.